Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. We are back. I believe we are recording and I believe we are back. Um... <laughs> Welcome back to the Anonymous Equal Podcast. Thank you to everyone who has joined um, our Twitter spaces in lieu of a podcast since the start of the season. Those have been extremely fun. Um, I have enjoyed them greatly. And everyone who's been on has been, the support has been very cool and very interesting. And Ben, you were uh, not on the one on Friday, but you were on the one um, on Monday yeah i was in uh i was in beautiful columbia missouri uh this weekend for the football game so i was not able to make it to that but uh after houston just or no uh not houston uh illinois just completely hyping up the train and it it, it was really good to just relish in all that because it's been a very very fun weekend for marquette fans everywhere yeah, and uh, you know, a little bit of an unfortunate uh, uh, setback this evening. Um, we're recording here on Sunday night uh, in anticipation of a nice Thanksgiving week where Marquette will not have to play until Saturday now. Um, but the uh, weekend definitely ended on a sour note here as Marquette was pretty thoroughly um, – Ubbed, for lack of a better word. I think that's actually a good word. I didn't need to say for lack of a better word there. By They were drubbed by St. Bonaventure on um, Sunday evening by 16 points in the end, but that does not do it justice. Um, how, just how out of re- reach this was from the jump. Um, and yeah, sadly, I guess, I- yeah, go ahead. I, I think uh, we found the limit for deficits that Marquette cannot uh, well, come back from, and it is 13 and above. Yeah, Everything Kolek, else, we're coming back. When Kolick threw that turnover off the rim and they got a run out uh, dunk to make it 12, I was like, totally fine. I was like, great, good. It's down to 12. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly where we need to get before the comeback starts. Um, the comeback decidedly did not start um, no. at any point. So that was not great. Um, and it's kind of an interesting um, thing to chew on analytically um, because of just, you know, everything in the, in the three wins prior to this game this week was very similar. Uh, Marquette's defense was really aggressive. Marquette had a really good shooting run, especially on Thursday and Friday. And, you know, it was a lot of positive and sitting at five and zero on, on Friday night, it was like, wow, how did we get here? This is amazing. What a, what a crazy, like awesome ride this is going to be. And a team that plays 
85% of its minutes or so with five seniors just absolutely came out and whacked them. And so I think that that's probably a good experience and um, it only being 16 in the end, I'm told is good according to our analytics guy, Alan. Uh, right. So- yeah. For net purposes, if we're trying to, in the tournament that is one of those things that matters and i hate having to pay attention to it because it doesn't matter in terms of how they actually played but yeah a 16 point loss given that performance because you could just tell that i mean it's four games in six days and all of them had a pretty high emotional aspect to it and to bring that level of fatigue and range of emotions to a team that starts five seniors, which is just wild to think about in the context of current college basketball, but it wasn't five seniors that were all on the same team, uh, Uh especially in that context. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just their style. It's so balanced. They completely dominated the paint area. And that has been, one of the weaker points for the team this season. So it, I don't want to say a recipe for disaster because it's not a disaster. Even if Marquette was the 15th ranked team this year, uh, lost to St. Bonaventures, it's not, it's not in and of itself bad because they're super good. But yeah, yes, I, I, I am not letting this take away from the wins against Illinois and even Ole Miss and West Virginia are two really solid wins for a team with the expectations that we had going in. Yeah. I would say that was maybe my biggest takeaway is just how good St. Bonaventure was. Um, Those five guys just knew how to play against us, knew how to play um, in pretty much every facet of the game. And they were really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. I think I learned a lot about Marquette as well, though, in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. So, first of all, Daryl Morcel finally did not have a good offensive game. Now, you could argue he didn't have mm-hmm. that good of an offensive game against West Virginia either. But this was – tonight was decidedly, decidedly – really bad um he was 0 for 8 from the field never able to get one in the basket um in 26 minutes and just really didn't adjust well either to not playing well and didn't Mm -hmm. really defer now it didn't help that tyler kolik was also 0 for from the field I was just going to say, yeah. Had no assists as well, which is a disastrous game. Oh, geez. On on every level. I think the most interesting part of Kolick's game was how he essentially didn't play really in the second half. Like he played at the start of the second half when before the game got completely out of hand. But uh, it was a really interesting and maybe my – my biggest observation from this game, other than Marquette is not unfallible this season uh, or infallible, excuse me, uh, is that 
uh, Marion Ellis played much of the last 10 minutes of the game. And yeah. Marion Ellis had been essentially out of the rotation uh, this week. He has looked very tentative when he has been in the rotation. And before this weekend, he had been taking a backseat to Stevie Mitchell in terms of getting the backup guard, backup freshman guard minute role there. And obviously Cam Jones had a really big breakout two games in the first two games of this tournament. So there was, it was getting hard, especially with Greg Elliott coming back to find a sort of a niche for a Marion Ellis minutes. And you didn't see him in the two games before this one and him coming in and playing 10 minutes and some buzz around him from some chatter in our space on Friday night that he was, he's considered to be the most talented of the incoming freshmen makes me think that we may be seeing more of him uh, over the next week or so because Stevie Mitchell played really poorly throughout this tournament. Mm -hmm. He played an awesome critical role against Illinois uh, as a defensive stopper against um, Andre Corbello. Andre Corbello. Yeah. But really, really struggled this weekend. Um, Did not, did not have it at all and was making a ton of mistakes uh, to the point where I was very, very concerned. Um, he had four turnovers in 12 minutes today. Um, really just did not have it. And, you know, there was – you could make an argument that pretty much everyone on the floor for Marquette tonight did not have it. But to see Marion Ellis at the end of that game was very interesting to me because that does – that tells me that um, Shaka – wow, I almost just said Wojo, good Lord. Um mm tells me that that Shaka is determined to work Ellis in at some point. And I think that that's exciting because that means this team legitimately has 11 guys who can contribute. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm kind of hoping because I, I, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't, I haven't been too impressed with Ellis to this point. And I second your thoughts about uh stevie but it does kind of seem like the offense stalls a little bit and there's a fair amount of dribbling without a purpose which again it's freshman point guards they've been they're just being removed from four years of being able to dribble past anyone on an aau court or something along those lines and now they're in a situation where they have to work within the context of an established offensive system. And sometimes that's hard to do, but so far, if we're looking at immediate results and reasons to be legitimately excited, not legitimately excited, but thinking of them in terms of pressing contributors, I'm not seeing it as much. So it does seem a lot more like, if Kolek doesn't have good offensive games and is turning the ball over, then there aren't a whole lot of places the offense can go to for secondary options, which again, 
it's fine. It's what you expect from a fringe top 75 team. Yeah, I think I think a bigger concern added tonight, and I don't really want to overanalyze it from this perspective because I do think there was a little uh, bit of this being a worst-case scenario game, but I am a little concerned about what this team's off-speed pitch defensively is. Mm-hmm. If, if because they couldn't trap this team and they could not yeah that was something from the jump was pretty obvious that bonnies were not going to be rattled by the trap so and the press and you know the full court defense was not going to force as many turnovers as it needed to to justify um the level of out of position Marquette ended up being on a lot of opportunities for St. Bonaventure. So I think that's the biggest concern going forward would be now they they don't win this game either way, just because of how bad everyone shot. But the question going forward is does, does Shaka have a change up? I think he showed, I liked that they came out in that little weird one, three, one zone um mm-hmm. out of the late first half timeout i love um, a good one three one zone by the way what i, I love a good one three one zone yeah, pretty funky right it's, yeah it's always my favorite they it, it always trips up teams they were a little confused how to play it but it it still worked um but yeah i think a lot of teams market is going to play are going to be susceptible to their system so i don't know like you're not going to play a team as experienced and composed as St. Bonaventure, maybe even again uh, at all this season, if more than like less than a handful of times, probably, Mm -hmm. but it's still, they just didn't have it tonight. Now I guess. Yeah. It's, it's mildly concerning. Yeah. It's like like from the perspective. They could have forced a ton of turnovers with the press and still not won because they just were not making enough shots or finishing. Yeah, but it, it does kind of go back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago with regards to the half-court defense not being fantastic. And it comes a little bit of down to anchoring it in the paint. And I still love Queth and what he – brings to the defense and he can definitely switch and defend different types of players. But if we're thinking about him relative to what we were accustomed to with Theo John, like Theo John could erase just about any mistake of letting a guy drive right past them. Queth is a little bit less able to be the complete eraser for as good as he is helping. And so for a team that has all these types of high risk plays that allow drivers and fast break opportunities, having that eraser down low is pretty important. And so either that involves a little bit better help schemes or different lineup constructions i don't know but uh right now the way that marquette reacts when someone 
gets in the paint with a little bit of momentum is kind of concerning. Yeah. I, I think Kerr though is a really key part of that. He Mm -hmm. played pretty well again tonight. I would say, I think there was a little bit of the game was moving too fast to have him in um, syndrome. And then also to a certain extent, they didn't really need to have him in in the last like 12 minutes anyway but also I that he, yeah i thought he played well and i thought he had a couple of really nice sequences um yeah and, yeah, yeah definitely fine um i would say justin lewis again probably the only person to play well tonight although he still only shot one for six from three but mm-hmm. i continue to be impressed with him and he has 100% for sure made, if not the leap, a, a leap. Um, mm-hmm. He really, really has improved. He lost weight for sure. Uh, people mm-hmm. have been noticing that. And he is able to contribute in several different ways that wouldn't necessarily be a given for a six, nine ish power forward. And so I'm really continually oppressed with him. And, you know, he probably played better in the first two games of this Mm -hmm. tournament, but again, tonight, just a, just a quiet 17 and 11 where when Marquette was in this game, he was consistently around. And I mean, gosh, I, I, I hope that this is a building block for the program, having him here. But I also think the direction he's trending in, if he continues the, um, the trajectory of his improvement, uh, <laughs> we might not be uh, seeing Justin too much longer around in a Marquette unit. Yeah. Especially with the way that he was shooting threes. And that, and like we talked about preseason, that was the concern because there are a lot of players that could be a lot better if they make that shooting leap, but hardly any of them do. And when Lewis hit, it was what, three straight threes on three straight possessions against Ole Miss or something like that? and really really forced the defense to extend out to him and respect that shot and that can allow him to take advantage of that because he doesn't have the quickest first step he does a lot of what he does as a result of heads up kind of calculated dribbling and if there's a player that is at a disadvantage by really needing to hurry up and close out on him. That's all the time that he needs to get past them and maneuver his way to the rim. So the development of that shot and using it to the full advantage is going to be huge for him this year. And it does seem like he has that somewhat figured out for now. Well, I mean, he's a three level scorer. Mm-hmm. Or he's growing into a three-level scorer, I suppose. And I love his mid-range. A three-level scorer who can create his own shots as a six-nine power forward 
that's Mm -hmm. a really terrifying proposition for the you know for an nba prospect so Mm -hmm. i don't know how long you can expect someone to stick around if he continues to iron out his game as aggressively as he has lately um he's he's i think espn keeps showing him as a pretty fairly highly ranked yeah espn has him as number number 41 yeah Uh, i saw that gavoni schmidt's mock draft and those guys are the best guys in the business and so for him to likely have some nba scouts at the games this weekend with just how much uh, talent was on a lot of the teams in that, in that field. I, mm-hmm. yeah, Justin Lewis. And you know what? I'm not saying this is a bad thing at all because Justin Lewis is going to, he deserves to, you know, go do what he, if he's wanted in the NBA, he should go. But I think it's just kind of an, an, an unfortunate sort of reality of the situation because Marquette probably would like to be able to build on his success and mm-hmm. him as a building block piece in their um, system going forward. And he'd be a great, he's already, and we mentioned this a couple of times in the spaces, he's a great on-court leader. And it'd be great if he could, you know, stick around and help the program grow. But I mean, the man's trajectory right now is incredible. And frankly, the fact that he was snubbed from the Big East uh, preseason honors in like every way, there was no Marquette player honored at all. That's yeah. so absurd. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw him once on a third team list, but that that was about it. So I'm, I'm very excited for what he can do this year. Um but I want to mention someone else on the flip side. Omax is mm-hmm. not someone I've been a fan of to this point. And yeah. I think when he's on when, when he's on the field, when he's on the court, it's kind of actively stopping the offense at this point and it's taking away good opportunities for guys like Lewis I would agree that Omax on the offensive end right now poses a problem for Marquette both because he is really struggling to get the ball in the basket and because he ends up being kind of a zero among a group of five guys on offense, you know, like you can almost maybe not even guard him at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so that problem twofold is pretty concerning. I think the reason why he's continuing to get minutes is because his length on defense in Shaka's half court defensive system is really helpful. And if you're valuing deflections and, He's a guy that will definitely produce those, but also I think 
his defensive rebounding I've noticed lately has been really aggressive after the Illinois game where defensive rebounding was such a glaring issue in that game. They now, and again, I think that ended up being more as a result of Illinois, which is a squad that really emphasizes that. But I would agree with you in general that there are issues with Omax. I I still think that there's a reason to continue to play him. And I don't know who is really jumping into the starting lineup at the moment. Right. Hard and, off and I, where everyone played bad to really yeah. make that kind of decision because and, you know, there's not a lot of people that deserve to start off the last game right now. But I don't know if like putting Cam Jones in the starting lineup is a good enough answer to whatever the issues with the Omax are right now. Right. And he's, he definitely is like, uh, he's probably one of the better athletes, like pure athletes on the team. And so there's definite value in that. And I guess probably, and if I were to rank my problems, the first one would be the amount of shots that he's taking and how insanely inefficient he's been at taking them. I think he's like, five of 14 from inside the arc and then two of 10 from outside the arc. Like that's, that's terrible. And that's way too many shots. Um, And I think I would like more of a smaller lineup with Queth and Lewis as the two bigs being the primary one with, I guess it would probably have to be Cam in that situation just because I think the offense more times than not will be needing to have those types of just get to the hoop type scores. And so I I just picture that being a decent amount of the problem for most of this year. I think the defense will end up figuring itself out as these players get to know each other's movements a lot better because this specific defensive system is predicated on communication among the players more than let's say Wojo's, which Wojo was just like guard your man occasionally switch on screens and that's it. But yeah, I I think those are kind of my current issues with how Omax is doing. And also I fully realize that, this could easily be a Kate and Reinhardt situation where it's this really good athlete who struggles mightily for the first part of the year. And then it just somehow clicks and everything's all fine. So I fully acknowledge that that's a possibility, but right now it's not great when he's on the floor. Yeah. I think he's a guy that's probably going to grow into it. I will say as far as like the guys that have played in college basketball before this year, he's probably the one that's looking the least ready to continue to do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. The issue part of this is that you either need to throw a true freshman into the starting lineup or, and, or play a true freshman more, which is not completely unreasonable, but still, because none of these guys are stars kind of a big responsibility to thrust onto one of them early on, or Mm -hmm. you need to expand Greg Elliott's role. And I think maybe he's just sort of 
getting acclimated, but yeah. I don't really know what to expect from Greg Elliott at the moment because tonight he looked fine, but he's very clearly not being asked to do a whole lot. And right, and it's weird because for as tired as tired as the team was, a fresh legs guy who's only played in a game before this, you would expect him to be relied on a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure. I think he's probably getting his feet under him, but I also don't know how much Shaka really wants to throw him out there. I mean, Greg's fine. He's a good shooter and really turned that on late in the year last year, but I don't know really how much time you want to devote to Greg Elliott minutes unless he gets really hot shooting. Because I don't well, know. Even still, like his length on defense yeah. for what Shaka wants, it does seem like of all the guys that remain from Wojo's tenure, Greg seems to be kind of the perfect fit for what's been going on. And maybe like there's maybe he's still in the doghouse a little bit. Maybe it was a little bit serious and there was the four game suspension might have been four games and I really got my eye on you. Don't do incident again, but it's a interesting uh, choice from uh, what we've seen so far. Yeah, I am not totally sold on him. I almost like him better coming off the bench too because he can shoulder a shooting load if you have to take one of the primary guys out. But I also just think it's really hard to evaluate this team right now based on the um, the fact that the two ball-dominant guards both combined for over 13 from the field tonight. So mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to make conclusions when – I don't know. I, I I mean I think I think we'll be fine and I don't expect them to play like that next game, but I do think there's a little concern that I have um about this team going forward given just how floor-ish the performance from those guys tonight was. That was really it was like a really really poor performance from both Kolick and Marcel and concerns me that this may be something that can happen. I don't know if I would say rather easily, but you know, that this is in the range of outcomes and you would hope that this doesn't happen against a team where Marquette is expected to win because tonight is kind of low stakes, especially because I think the Bonnies are going to only grow in respect over the course of the year. I expect them, especially with what they showed tonight and that kind of toughness, I expect them to, you know, be a real rising team that ends up proving a lot in over the course of the season and we'll end up with a really high seed, but I, I don't know. I worry about just how bad the the guards were shooting tonight. 
Yeah, and it does seem like with our conversation to this point, we're picking nits overall since, like you were talking about, it's the offense is mostly going to come from Collect Morcel and Lewis, and so we have two of those guys put of an over that's going to lead to some bad things but also at the same time I was I do still come out of this with a little bit more confidence because Colec did have that one performance where against West Virginia he was really on and at least being able to see that happen was something that I was wanting yeah at some point out of this weekend. Yeah, for sure. And I, I agree with that completely. I just think tonight it was a little jarring to see it all not work for him where yeah. he doesn't have a field goal or an assist. It was really mm-hmm. sort of, and you know, he wasn't in the game like at all in relevant times. Now that might have been because it, you know, Shaka didn't need to put him in because and he wanted Marion Ellis especially to get some run, which I totally understand. And I don't think it should be looked into too aggressively that there wasn't much at all from Kolick after the game got out of hand a little bit. But it is just, I think, a cautionary tale at let's maybe not completely hype up this team beyond reasonable expectations at this point. That's oh, yeah, absolutely. This week was super valuable and a great show of this team being in a much better place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, about as ideal as it could have gone where like, honestly, I, to an extent, I didn't want my hopes to be completely elevated. Like if it had been like a five point loss to St. Bonaventure, I'm not saying that I was pretty for a loss in any way, but it would have made for a much more likely circumstance that I get really hurt by the end of the year. Now I, my emotions are at like a good level spot where I still have reasonable expectations for what happens going into the year, but also there is a lot to be excited about, especially with how they won each of those three games like with against Illinois it was all turnovers and all pressure against Ole Miss they were trading punches and really clicking on offense at the time and similarly against West Virginia and leaning a little bit more on Colick for that Just with those three ways of winning I think that's reasons to keep watching and look for developments in all of those areas. Yeah. Uh, so how would you, if you had to sum up this week of market basketball, how would you um, say it or how would you, what would you, what, what do you choose to focus on out of this week? Because I think we're a little down right now, just based on how bad that game was just now, but oh, sure. there's so much more positive over the course of this week. Yes, I am definitely way more positive. I think the journey to an at-large tournament bid is 
there's a reasonable chance that it happens or at the very least we're going to be looking at bracket matrix in January, February, which was probably my peak at, of reasonable expectations. And now I think that that's pretty likely to be the case when you have a Illinois win on your back shoulder. So I think that creates for a lot more fun environments and intriguing mashups when it's put to the fan context of this is important for X, but there's still the comfort of knowing that we don't have to do all of that this year. We just need to have some progress going into next year. So I'm on team. Let's just go out there and have fun and it's also been nice to not have like complete slugfest. That's the other thing that I was thinking uh, during the Ole Miss game where it's like, oh, Marquette can win if the score, even if the score is above 55-53 or something. So that's nice. But yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I think those are good takeaways. Uh, I would say I am at the point where I'm much more encouraged by the three games before tonight than discouraged by the game tonight. I think it's mm-hmm. amazing that Marquette was able to beat those three teams. I just like could not, I think it would be much more realistic that they were one and three than three and one this week. As, Absolutely. As we're sitting here and I, I'm just like, this is incredible that they've been able to bank a bunch of wins like this. And I just, I don't know. I, I'm very optimistic. I think a lot of the young players are showing a ton of talent. I think tonight was a big red flag for a lot of them from a performance perspective, sloppiness perspective, it needs to be sharper going forward. And I think that that's part of why they won those first three games this week was because it was sharper. And whenever things would get out of hand or threaten to get out of hand, either Shaka or the on-court leadership would sort of keep it under control. And so I think tonight is a really big sort of blinking sign of, okay, we need to make sure that if it starts to get sloppy, they you slow down, you talk about it, or you figure out a plan, because I do think it got a little autopiloty in the second half, and it definitely did. Yeah, it could have been much worse. Um, it could have been way, way worse than sixteen. And mm-hmm. so I think going forward, you know, the stretch that they put together on Monday, Thursday, and Friday, this team is good enough to make the tournament. The question is how regularly are they shooting well and how often do they have games like tonight where they can't put the ball in the basket um, for massive extended stretches. And they're going to need guys like Kolick and Marcel to really keep tapping into a lot of what they showed this week versus what they showed tonight. Because, you know, tonight they get their doors blown off. 
I'd be fine if that kind of game happens against a team like Villanova going forward or even what UCLA ends up being in two weeks. But Mm -hmm. you can't have that kind of game against like St. John's or Seton Hall. It's that's going to be where you're going to look at this team and say, oh, wow, whoa, there's a long way to go here. And there is a long way to go, but I think it's very evident that this team can be good this year. And I don't want to sort of say if this team isn't good this year, it's a disappointment because obviously this is a multi-year process and it's going to be a huge uh, growth experience for all these young players in the system. But this team showed that making the tournament is in their range of outcomes when we didn't think that was realistic. So I think it's important to continue to grow as a team going forward, but that it's really key to continue to chase that possible outcome. Absolutely. That's a, that's a really good way of putting it. Actually, that's a good summation. I think of uh, where a lot of people are at. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're going to call it a, call it a a week for Thanksgiving here. Um, We'll probably hop back on, I would say somewhere around Wisconsin, whether that be recording a space after Wisconsin, who's to say, I don't think we really want to talk about New Hampshire or not New Hampshire. I'm sorry. They've already played New Hampshire. Um, Northern Illinois. It was. Yeah, Northern Illinois, thank you. Or Jackson State in particular. I don't know if we should record a preview podcast for Bucky. I don't know if that really makes sense. Um, We will definitely, hopefully, do a... Definitely, hopefully, that's definitive. Um, We will plan on doing another space around the Wisconsin game. And hopefully that will be an awesome experience where we can sort of relive some of the magic we had this week. Cause that was an awesome, awesome time. But uh, until then uh, Ben, thank you for joining me as always. And we will talk to the market faithful in approximately two weeks. All right.